1: So welcome back to another episode of Rants and Gems. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG, the Mortgage Guy. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to my brother, David Shantz, Sleepers for Suckers, for allowing me to use his beautiful space. What's this called again? The Content Creators? The Creators Clubhouse. clubhouse. So if you're ever in Atlanta, Georgia, hit up my guy, David Shantz, if you want to film some content. It's a beautiful space. All right, so... We got a special episode today, y'all. Um, we're talking to a good friend of mine. I've known her for some years now. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a rock star. She's she, First of all, she's beautiful. First things <laughs> all, let's the thought out there, because fellas, she's going to be on the comments saying how beautiful she <laughs> is. So I'm going to just tell you she's beautiful, right? But she's also intelligent. Um, she's a real estate broker owner that was based in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but now she's in Dubai, So today's episode, we're going to have a great conversation about the Dubai real estate market because I'm intrigued. We see Dubai looks beautiful, looks Mm -hmm. pretty, but I don't think too many people, especially in our community, are talking about the international real estate plays over there in Dubai. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want you to throw some gems in a comment for my girl, Denise Williams, a.k.a denise Yay! the broker is in the building today
2: how you all? What's i up, am denise? so excited to be here I'm long time to. coming
1: long time coming <laughs> i met denise i don't know 2016 17 yes. 18 one of these years the years are just flying by right they now. are
2: it's crazy i, I don't
1: remember one of those years and i think this is when you first started with um getting my real
2: estate firm your real estate firm yes
1: uh What's the name of your firm?
2: Williams and Co. International Realty.
1: And international. Was 2018. We're going to get to that in a 2018,
2: second. 2018. So yeah. we met because we met at the gathering spot. Yeah,
1: at the gathering spot. Yeah. And I remember one of my first real estate classes that i've held like lunch and learns Mm -hmm. outside of new york yes was actually a firm yes Um, shout out to (laughs) miss business because miss business was talking about tax planning and everything like that and i actually it's crazy it came up in my memories literally this week did it you should have sent me the photos (laughs) i'm gonna gonna send it to you (laughs) i'm gonna send it to you and i was like damn i remember when we when we did this that's crazy and um we've all come a long way Mm-hmm. Since that time. So first of all, thank you for yes. uh, making time for me today on your busy schedule. Because I know you in America only for a couple Just, days, you
2: know, for a good time, not a long time.
1: For a good time. <laughs> not a long time. So first of all, Denise, let's get right to this. Mm-hmm. You started your company in 2008 in Wakanda, Wakanda, <laughs> a.k.a. Atlanta. Yes. um, you, 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the fastest growing black owned real estate firms in Atlanta from, yes. I believe, up until like 2022. Yes. Right. You do
2: your research. That's what something. I'm talking about. Okay, a little yeah. something. Yes. Little yes. something. <laughs> and
1: um, so what in the hell mm-hmm. made you go from Atlanta to Dubai?
2: Wow, I mean, that's a, a really, really great question. So as you mentioned, when you asked me, uh, what is the name of my real estate firm? Mm-hmm. The name of my real estate firm, again, is Williams & Co. International Realty. So from the beginning, when I created my company, I always wanted it to be a global brand. So I think what's very important for entrepreneurs to realize is to think bigger than where you are right now. And so for me, before hiring my first agent, I knew that I wanted to be international, Where I was going to be internationally, I didn't know. But I knew that in my business plan, I was giving myself five years to open my first international branch. And so with God's help, I was able to do it in three. But it was always something I wanted to do. Another reason that I wanted an international company is because what many people don't know is that I actually have two MBA degrees. Mm. So most people now know me for real estate, but I'm very well educated as well. I got two MBA degrees, one in international business and the other in supply chain management. So in 2014, I actually studied abroad in two countries. What countries? China and Panama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 2012, I studied in Panama. 2014, I studied in China. And so being exposed internationally from that perspective and seeing those U.S. businesses in these different countries making money, I was like, wait a minute. The world is really a big place, you know, and people are making money in different currencies. And I want a piece of that. I want currency in different currencies.
1: I want currencies and different currencies.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I got to have it. Okay. Yes.
1: Currencies and different currencies.
2: Absolutely. So that was one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to keep international in my brand. And so fast forward when it came to me actually deciding on the location because initially I was thinking smaller than what I was thinking now. I was like, okay, I'll do a quick Mexico or Jamaica or something that's really quick within a two to four hour flight of Atlanta. You know, because I'm a single mom, I'm like, okay, I can be here one day if I need to do same day travel with my son. I could do that. could be in and out. But you know what? God said bigger. I went to Dubai to visit Steve Harvey and his crew for their golf tournament. I was invited out there. And so I'm like, yeah, of course, Steve Harvey. Why wouldn't I go, you know, and be there? And so I attended the gala, attended the, the golf tournament. It was cool to be able to hang with celebrities all weekend. But what stood out to me about Dubai the most were the cranes in the sky. So there are a lot of people that go to Dubai because they see what's on the Internet. They see the glitz and glam. They see dinner in the sky. They see the palm. They see, you know, the desert and the safaris. And that's why most people go. Mm -hmm. But for me, having experience in real estate, that caught my eye. So in my photo reel, you'll really see my pictures are like of cranes. And I was so impressed that over the past 50 years, the UAE has been able to create an entire city and global empire like in the desert. And so that was super attractive to me. So I was supposed to stay there for five days, ended up staying for 30. And I was just like, wait a minute. Where are the American realtors? Who over here is servicing the Americans in this market? who is educating us on how we can be a part of investing in this land. Because think about it, Matt. How many of us have so many stereotypes about the Middle East? A lot. There's so many. You can't wear certain things. You can't, you know, hold hands. You can't. It's very strict or you'll get killed if you say the wrong. You know, it's so many different things that are misconceptions now. It's not to say that it never existed, but now they've become so much more modernized, you know, and almost westernized to allow us to still be able to feel like we're at home, even though we're somewhere distant. Now, not every part of the Middle East is the same. Dubai is is the black sheep. (laughs) You know, let me just say that. But overall, I don't feel unsafe I feel safer in the Middle East than I do in the U.S., Mm. you know, Um, as a matter of fact, I got too comfortable because I've been over there too long and I left my phone while I was shopping. Because when you're in Dubai, people don't steal. Not to say everybody doesn't, but it's a common thing to know that you don't steal because of the consequences. Right. Right. And so I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> You're in like, Atlanta. You I'm better like, check let get I'm, like, better my get my, together my in I'm on fourteen is going to be on yeah. eBay in 30 seconds. Let Absolutely. me go pick that up. You know, I left <laughs> it on the charger uh, while I was trying to try on some clothes. So it was just like, wait a minute. So I love being over there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, you gotta. Um, you gotta, you
2: gotta <laughs> I'm you, like, wait, wait, I you had a switch. You
1: know, you gotta, we are in Wakanda, and the crime is ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting Wakanda. out of control. They're breaking into the cars left and right out here. It's As absolutely a matter ridiculous. of
2: fact, two days before I left, my car got broken into. Damn. I guess they said, oh, you want to leave? We're going to send you his, off with a parting gift. Yeah, it's the party
1: gift. All right, so everybody in the chat, type what you said. Currencies, in currency
2: di- in different currencies, currency
1: in different currencies. Everybody, type that in chat. So, all right, so I need you to give us a quick overview because mm-hmm. you say you you were you know fascinated by all the cranes and yes. you know, building and just how far um Dubai has come in the past fifty mm-hmm. years. Can, so, tell us where is the. Dubai real estate market at currently what are the current trends is it appreciating depreciating what's really happening over there right now
2: absolutely I mean Dubai is ahead of the curve in in several different ways from the current real estate market in the U.S. from the perspective of accepting cryptocurrency as an example Um, I just went to Miami recently and spoke at a tokenization conference which is something that's coming very very soon Um, but Uh, do there was one development in Miami that's now accepting cryptocurrency. So I think there's kind of a little bit of spots where they're starting to do that, but every development project in Dubai will accept cryptocurrency currently Um, currently right now. Yes, you can pay for it. Um, And then also the way that they're building the developments, like for example, there's a project over there that I'm selling that has a full 18 hole golf course. It has 42 different retail spaces from spas to car washes to hospitals to schools, to the point where you don't have to leave your development. I'm not talking about leaving your city. You don't have to use your, you leave your building to go get a massage, to get valet parking, to get restaurants. So they're building buildings where it's its own city versus cities where it's its own city. And so that to me is like forward thinking because of convenience. So many people now are working from home. Most people don't want to go into an office. So what are they doing? They're bringing all the amenities to you. Mm. What development in New York can you get an 18 hole golf course for residents only? Hmm. You know, so
1: not too many. no. Not too many. Mm -hmm. And
2: definitely not in Atlanta.
1: So cryptocurrencies, that's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm assuming that most people, when they're purchasing in Dubai, I'm I'm assuming they're paying all cash or getting funding.
2: So cash is the primary way that people are purchasing property in Dubai. Mm-hmm. You know, cash is king everywhere, but Dubai is heavily focused on cash. Okay. Um, it's actually a safe haven for cash for a lot of people because there's no taxes in Dubai. So you don't no, have to. No
1: income There's no
2: income tax. Uncle Sam does not live in Dubai. He does not have a residence visa mm-hmm. <laughs> in Dubai. He is not a citizen of Dubai. Really? No, they leave him in the U.S. So there is no tax on your income. So if you make income from your Airbnb, you keep 100% of your income. There is no property taxes on your property. So when you say that your property is free and clear in the U.S., still stop all, paying your property yeah, taxes. You're going to get that property you, taken from yeah, you, yeah, they're gonna right? And that. that's why a lot of our properties don't stay in generation after generation because kids get lazy, they stop paying the property tax bill, and the property is taken, mm-hmm. right? But in Dubai... Yes, and this is another misconception that you can't own your property. Yes, you can own your property for generations. You can pass your property down to your children in Dubai. Most people think, oh, it's on a land lease, and you can only own it for 99 years. No, that rule is no longer valid. They have areas set aside for Emiratis that is specific for locals. But any area that I put out or any area that is advertised for purchase can be kept Forever. Forever. Forever.
1: That's crazy
2: yes so that's another misconception it's just like people don't think that they can actually own their property and once you own it again free and clear there's no annual property taxes it is free and clear
1: Wow so wait a minute so there's no property taxes no. there's no income taxes free and clear is absolutely free and clear correct they prefer cash. Right there. Yes, but you can get funding.
2: You can get funding. So, so the talk option to us for us about
1: those steps. Absolutely, our audience probably gonna need some funding.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Right>? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> no problem. Um, so how it works with the funding for foreign investors? If you're interested in purchasing in Dubai, as a foreign investor, the maximum loan amount that you can receive is fifty percent of your property purchase okay. price. So if you want something for a hundred thousand, for example, then $50,000 is the most that you can get for a loan. So, but the creative way that they're allowing people to purchase, which is what I love, is this thing called payment plans, mm-hmm. which I think that if we had this particular structure in the States, many of us will own more real estate than what we do now. Let me explain. So a payment plan is essentially a schedule of making payments toward owning your property. So, for example, in the U.S., you know, you're in lending, you get calls all the time. What kind of down payment assistance program you have? You know, I want to do three and a half percent. I want to do five percent. Everybody is always looking for the absolute lowest down payment that they can pay. But think about it from this perspective. I challenge you. If we're paying the minimum amount for the property, but we're keeping those payments for 30 years, most of us are only focused on paying for that one property for a lifetime. That's why it's so hard for many people to invest in multiple properties. You know, you have that one. It's like my primary residence. I've made it right in Dubai. They're not heavily debt focused. The U.S. will give you 96.5 percent. If they're only giving you 50 percent, what does that mean? You need to work to pay for this property. So in your payment plan, you'll put down 10 to 20 percent. So it is a higher down payment. But what they do is allow you to make payments over time. So you'll make payments, say, a 10 percent down three months from now, pay another 10 percent. Six months from now, pay another 10%. Then three months for that, pay another 10%. So they give you a schedule breakdown to own a property within four to five years.
1: So is this only for new construction
2: properties? This is for new construction properties. This is not
1: for a resale property. No, it's
2: not for a resale property. Okay. But think about from the perspective of I can own something now from between four to five years... Over and over and over again, we can own five to six properties in the 30 years that we're focused on owning one.
1: So you're buying. So just so we paint the picture clear for our audience, right? Yes. We're buying the properties during the pre-construction phase. Correct. So it might take two years. Yes. Three years to even get the building up.
2: Correct. Right. So So,
1: over that time, now you're paying just a schedule. Yes. Until you get to the 50% mark or paid off.
2: So you have two options. So you can either pay to 50% mark and get financing for the additional 50% once the property is completed at handover. So you can't get a loan until the property is completed, right? Or you can continue to make those payments toward the property after completion or until you pay it off completely. Okay. So your schedule goes beyond the handover period.
1: The handover period is closing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So.
2: It's handover and closing. And that's the terminology. I'm like, Oh, yeah. look at me. Switch yeah. your lanes. Yeah. So yes, your yeah. handover period will uh-huh. allow you to then decide whether you want to get a mortgage on the property. Cause now you own a physical asset. You can either bring to clothing that additional 50% in cash. Now you own it. Free and clear, 100%. You've been making 50% of the payments up until that date. Okay. Or you can get financing to now put a tenant in there to pay your mortgage.
1: So handover starts when the building is completed. Yes. I can actually move into this this property. Or rent it out. Yes. Right? And then now that's where I have to be at least 50% paid off Mm -hmm. or zero balance. Correct. And then I'm free and clear. Or if I'm 50%, then I go to the banks yes. over there in Dubai to get financing. Correct.
2: So to get your keys, it's one of two things has to happen. You bring the check for the remaining balance or the bank will bring the check for the remaining balance. Okay. So whichever you choose. But the beautiful part about it is if you decide to get a loan, for example, you only pay, pay paid out of pocket over those two years or three years you've been paying on that property. You've only paid 50% of 100% project that you can own if you put a tenant in there. So now that tenant is paying that monthly mortgage for you. But let me tell you this. This is also what's beautiful about Dubai. Landlords have more rights in Dubai than they do in the U.S. from the perspective of getting your annual rent up front.
1: Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 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 All right. There's a lot of questions I have, right? Yes. Before we get to the rent, Mm -hmm. I need to go back to fully understanding this financing. Okay. Right. Let's do it. So we got the financing. Mm-hmm. how do we find what banks are lending to us Americans? Yes. To get these deals. Good
2: question. So the bank that you use is not going to be a U.S. bank. Mm-hmm. Let's know that first and foremost, it will be a bank in Dubai. So you will work with a local lender. So you wouldn't be able to write the loan, MG, until you I get you licensed in Dubai. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, it will be a local mortgage lender that would. Write The loan or mortgage broker, Mm -hmm. essentially how it works is you find a mortgage broker, that broker will pitch you to multiple banks. And the thing over there is mortgage brokers actually don't make fees from their clients. The banks pay the mortgage brokers. So that's an advantage for you as a buyer. The mortgage broker will say, Hey, bank A will approve your loan. Bank B declined it. Bank C approved it, right? You then get to decide based on the terms of the loan, same way you would here which lender you want to go with, but it will be serviced locally in Dubai. So what they do is they take your bank statements. They don't look at your taxes. What they look at is your bank statements over the last 12 months. If you're self-employed, they'll look at three to six. If you are a W2 and they will make a determination with a small debt to income ratio, and they will decide if they want to look at credit or not. So credit is actually optional in their system versus here is mandatory. So They, if you're heavily cash focused, they don't care what your credit is. They will literally just look at your bank statements and that's for financing. I didn't even mention when you're doing all cash, credit does not matter at all. If you get a payment plan for four years and you're making those payments, they never look at your credit score. So this allows Americans to invest in Dubai without having to worry about if they'll get declined based on credit. Let me tell you what you need in order to purchase in Dubai. As an American, please passport copy. Now, some of y'all need to go ahead and get your passport, please do. Okay. You need to get your passport anyway, because we don't know what's going to happen. And you might need to,
1: you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I made
2: sure all of my family, I'm like, listen, get your passport, get your passport. Cause you just never know Mm -hmm. whether it's Dubai or elsewhere. You just never know. Passport copy address with the utility bill.
1: Local US, local address? US. Okay,
2: whichever address is going to be where they can mail you anything necessary. Phone number, email address, and a document that is basically saying, "Know your client" to say that you aren't on the run, trying to basically leave America in order to live in Dubai. How are you supposed so to get your, that document? That's something that I give to the clients. Okay, yes, from our company. So that's just a required document. So those are the five documents. That are required to purchase. So no pay
1: stubs, no W twos, no credit check, none of this stuff. So let me go over
2: the list again because Matt didn't hear me, y'all. Hold on, (laughs) let me. (laughs) Passport copy, (laughs) email address, phone number, address, and a know your client form.
1: Damn, (laughs) that's it.
2: And you literally wire your down payment or your booking fee, and you start the payment on making those purchases towards your property
1: so pretty much anyone who's watching this right now if you got a passport yes you're making some money you can show it in your your bank statement there's
2: no bank statements for a cash payment plan so the the, only time bank statements or credit come into question is if you choose to do financing if you're financing
1: so Mm -hmm. i'm going to speak only on the financing aspect of it right okay because if it's cash it's cash
2: yes those are the docs for cash yeah they don't
1: care you can have matches money send us the money Mm -hmm. and we we're going to give you a profit yes but now if I need the financing uh-huh. from the local Dubai banks, I just need the passport and the other stuff. Mm-hmm. No income documentations, no credit, no nothing. And I can essentially now say, Denise, all right, I like this property here mm-hmm. for 500000 or whatever it is. Yes. Right? I'm going to go on the payment plan, put my 10 to 20% upfront mm-hmm. on contract, get the payment schedule. I pay that on time.
2: Okay. So we mixing it. You mixing the two together. Okay. So let me split it up. Okay. Let me split it up. So I'm glad this came up because, you know, I know it. So I want to make sure it's clear to everyone else. So let's do option A and option B. Okay. So option A is you are interested in purchasing a new construction property that is to be built. So this means that you are going to a developer and you're saying, I'm willing to wait two to four years for this property to be built. Okay. I'm interested in investing in Dubai. I'll wait for it. In that particular process, that's the option that you have to pay on a payment schedule, on a payment plan to put 10 to 20% down with the documents that I just mentioned. And then there is no credit check or any of those things, no bank statements. You're just paying toward that property. Mm-hmm. So, say it, uh, for example, I have a project that I just actually closed on yesterday. There, it's an off plan property, it's called Off Plan New Construction. So they're purchasing a property. The property is going to be built in 2025. That is when it's going to be completed. It is now 2023. They put 20% down and then now they're going to make payments on that payment plan up until completion. Once in 2025, when they get their keys, they, as the investor get to decide, do I want to continue to make payments out of pocket? Do I want to move to Dubai and live in it? Or do I want to get a mortgage on the property to pay it off in full? So that's how that works. So the mortgage comes into play, even on off plan, you can still get a mortgage, but it has to be completed when it is something that is existing. So option B, if it is a property that is currently standing right now, that's when the 50 50 comes into play automatically. So you have to pay 50 percent down. And then the bank kicks in the other 50% to purchase a property that's currently existing copy. So that's option B and that play allows you for someone who is interested in right now, I want to move to Dubai or someone that wants to start making money in Dubai immediately. You need something now that's the play that you would do. But as a foreign investor, you just have to know that you're going to come out of pocket that 50% or you pay a hundred percent for the property, but you get yeah, the pay. option to Got get it. the financing
1: now. If I was to pay all cash for a property in Dubai, mm-hmm. am I able to refinance and pull my money back? Do they do like cash out refinances and stuff like that? Like They don't get here? as
2: creative as we do with cash okay. out refis and things like that, but they will do HELOCs. Okay. But the only thing with HELOCs over there, though, is that they actually give the money to the contractor. So they're not going to deposit it into your bank account and allow you to get the work done. You have to prove that the work is actually going so to your house. So they will
1: only do HELOCs if you're looking to do some sort of rehab. Renovations to, to your house. So if I just wanted to pull the equity out of my house, I wouldn't be able to do that. No. In Dubai. So the only way for me to access my equity is by selling my property. Correct. Okay. Cause I mean, earlier you said they're not big on debt. Mm-hmm. They're, more on, they're, cash mo- they're
2: more on cash. So they don't even want to create that cycle of debt. So that's why even if you want something that's existing, you got to pay halfway down. We need to know that you're actually not going to default on this. So that's why there isn't this huge foreclosure list that you can run after. You know, there aren't a lot of defaults on it because they already position you to be in a place that you can win. If your mortgage is only 50% of the purchase price, then that's going to be a pretty affordable spot for you, you know, in most cases, but if you have 96% debt, 96.5, that's, can be a hefty uh, mortgage payment. And you might think up front that, okay, yeah, paying three grand a month is is easy. But then once month nine hit, you looking like, dang, why did I sign this for three grand? You know, I should have put more down. or I should have lowered this or whatever the case may be. So they're really positioning you to win. And that's why I feel like, you know, I wish we had more options like this as Americans to say, hey, position yourself like this, put more money. Cause it's not that we don't have more money to put down. It's just that we don't want to. And it's about the culture around you. If you heard that your cu- cousin didn't have to put a down payment, yeah, of course, I want to do 0%. Because what am I going to do with that other that 10, 10% that I have? I'm going to go blow it on some designer. I'm going to go do something else with the money. Mm-hmm. But if we actually had an opportunity to put it into real estate, we would do it. And so that's what I love about the real estate market there.
1: Interesting. This is a very interesting topic here, man. The mm-hmm. finance and the how it works to get yes. these deals funded, the no credit checks, yes. everything like that. Um, I, I think that's kind of a home run. Now, now, what is the typical like sales price for mm-hmm. these type of properties, like these pre construction ones that you mentioned?
2: Oh yeah, so the pre construction properties, I would say, be prepared to spend around three hundred thousand, and I'm saying that because three hundred
1: thousand only in Dubai.
2: Yes, for some of these pre-constructions. I, thought, I mean for a one bedroom studio. Yes, you can get into these projects. Uh-uh.
1: I thought I thought Dubai was one of these places where everything was like 3 million, <laughs> 5 million, but the way Denise is kind of breaking this down right now mm-hmm. is like especially how the financing. Yeah. And if you do pre-construction, you do the payment plan. Like this sounds very uh obtainable.
2: Uh, absolutely. To own
1: international real estate.
2: Yes. And that's why I'm there. That's the message. What you just said right there. It is attainable to be an international investor. And that's why I want it to go. I want to speak that screaming from the mountaintops. Like we don't have to just feel like we're boxed in the way that I live my life right now. I don't feel like I am boxed into anything. Dubai is not my final stop. Dubai is just another stop in my journey to show me how big the world is. I was just in Italy before I came to Dubai. I mean, before I came to the U S why? Because I met a friend in Dubai. I went to South Africa before that I was in Egypt before that I'm making connections with people all over the world. How many of us have opportunities to go visit friends overseas? We might meet somebody on a Mexican Island when we were drinking and in the pool, but how many of us actually conduct business with those people that we meet? Dubai is an international hub that is allowing us to come and conduct business. We're all there for a reason. It's like living in Dubai is almost like, like, you know why I'm here. You know, that's kind of the energy. Everybody is there to do business. You make friendships, of course, along the way you do your due diligence. But it's like we all have a, a purpose to get money, get money, period. That's it. And it doesn't matter where you live. I'm meeting people. Another thing that's huge is like these different languages. Like we're so behind the curve when it comes to that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, I haven't met a person yet that only speaks one language. Mm. I look in these meetings and I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, y'all speak English, please. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? And so it's just stretching my mind to just be like, think bigger, grow, push yourself. Like these people are not playing. I met a friend who actually manages the mistakes on the blockchain. So, say for example, I was sending you $5,000 in crypto, Mm -hmm. you know, on the crypto app, but by mistake, I sent 50,000. His company would be the one to correct that and get a fee. It's industries of people. I don't I would have never thought about the mistakes industry. I'm like, I need a job in the mistakes industry. That's always going to be mistakes around. Industry. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a lot of mistakes it's a lot of mistakes. I mean, I, I, we have a whole podcast session on mistakes. We need to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just eye opening for me to do that. And even when I went to Italy, I went there for a conference. The conference was in Italian. I did not even think about that part. Because we're so conditioned to think that everyone think is just it's supposed it's to speak English, English. Yeah. so I'm in the conference. I'm not understanding a word, but I am understanding so much at the same time. Because it's like I have to learn more. I have to stretch myself. I have to do things differently than what I've ever done before. And so, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, positioning myself in this region has just brought out the dog in me. Like it's just different. The dog in you. It, yes, yeah, it's like it's different. I'm different. For sure. I
1: was about to say
0: something.
1: Let me chill the fuck out on this podcast right now. I was about to say something, yo. Yo, let me chill. All right, so (laughs) 300,000. It was, was those prices, Denise. Right? Yeah. So, all right. Average price three hundred. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and
2: I would say that's like a starting price okay. number. You okay. know, it's not the average. I just want to make sure, just based on the audience, I want everyone to feel like it's attainable and that there are options at that level. You know, of course, there are definitely a lot more options that are higher than that. Like you have some that start at a million U.S. dollars.
1: So let's all right. So let's paint the picture for. I want to go to the price points. Right? Yes. And the, what can we get for $300,000?
2: Yes. Dubai? So when it comes to, and, and also I want you guys to understand and realize like it is not the U S market from the inventory perspective either. The play for Dubai is not about what the property looks like. It's about the money you can make from it. So you can't go to Dubai thinking that cause in, in Atlanta, for example, you can get a nice size home for 300,000 in Atlanta. You're going to get an apartment the size of, you know, a little bigger than this room for 300,000. You can't go with the lens of like space because on that side of the world, they are minimalist. Space is not the same thing. They don't have big yards. They don't have all these things. So if you think about Europe, you think about Africa, you think about these places, they don't get a lot of square footage. So we have been spoiled to get square footage. You have to scratch that as an American. Okay. So when you go over there, you're getting 300,000, but you're getting no property taxes. You're getting... You know, you're buying the money. Mm-hmm. That's what you're buying. You're not buying the property. The property is a byproduct of what you really want, which is the money.
1: And how much money can be generated from this $300,000 property? So
2: on average, when it comes to your ROIs, you're going to start roughly for the annual. This is not talking Airbnb or short-term rental. Okay. You know, long-term
1: you
0: can, tenant.
2: Yeah, long-term tenant. You can be between 7 to 12% per year on some of those. Some of them a lot higher. I like to be conservative with it. But at the end of the day, I really, really love the fact that you can get a property, 300000 to get you like a one-bedroom, right, mm-hmm. in an apartment building, and now you get to rent it out for Airbnb to make more money, 30%, so, 40%. So hold
1: on. To. You said 7 to 12%. Mm-hmm. So if it's 300000 if I'm charging them 12%, mm-hmm. that's what I'm charging them for rent for the year?
2: Per year for their ROI. Talking
1: about. Oh, that's what I'm making. Yes. About a 12% return. Yes. Return on your money. Yes. So how much is the rent is like for a long term tenant, Mm -hmm. like for a one bedroom, right? Like how much would that run in that $300,000 apartment just so they can understand numbers?
2: So it varies depending on obviously the area. But I would say like, for example, my area, I live in a Dubai marina. So when it I love the Marina by the way if you haven't seen it it's a beautiful beautiful place. So if you wanted a one bedroom in the Dubai Marina for example, you're going to be spending probably around 120,000 or so dirhams, which equates to I got to do my calculator now. How much US dollars that is? But if you put in 120 yeah. 120,000. You don't have the currency calculator. Oh, that's
1: what it needed. Yeah, yeah, calculator. yeah.
2: So you just convert. See, I'm, not,
1: I'm not that international. <laughs> Hold on. I, 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 I don't know where I put I, my phone. I, I, but I essentially, that,
2: yeah. yeah. So something like that. But the here's the beautiful thing about how the Dubai real estate market works. Because it's such a cash-heavy focused market and a lot of people buy based on cash, appraisals are really only mandatory when lending comes into play, right?
1: That's, that's good for you?
2: Yeah. So you get to actually set... You get to set your numbers. So it's about 32 grand a year. 32,000. Yeah. 32,000, $33,000. Okay.
1: So you charged um, 32000 That's like $2,500, $2,600. Yeah, you
2: know, roughly. Something like somewhere that. Somewhere
1: around there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. That's definitely like the 1% rule. And mm-hmm. somewhere around there. A little bit over 1%. And that's only on the $300,000.
2: That's on the 300000 If you're on the Palm and things like that, you can do more. Like, I want to be more conservative on this. And we can have one-on-one conversations about what your strategy is and what it looks like. And I'll know which part of Dubai to put you in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dubai is exploding. Like, it's...
1: So what are the areas, what are the, what are, cause from what I was researching about Dubai, Mm -hmm. foreign investors can only purchase in certain areas. They can't purchase everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are the areas that they can purchase in?
2: So you can purchase in the freehold areas, which are designated for foreign investors. So you won't even, here's the way to think about it. It won't even be advertised if it's not something a foreign investor can purchase, okay. So you're Makes not going to see websites and all these things. Their set asides are pretty discreet, you know, for the locals. What you see broadcasted from these big developers is for foreign investors. If you're local to the market, you know the lay of the land. You know what areas are reserved for you, but you can still invest in all of the hot spots. Pretty much anywhere that you're tu- you're a tourist, you can invest.
1: Like the Marina, the
2: Marina, the Palm, Business Bay, downtown Dubai, um, city of Arabia, uh, Dubai South, like literally there's tons of places like you can still invest. Dubai is now about the money. They like rub me my money. So they want that, you know, that investment. So how they get their money as a government and why they're so interested now in allowing foreign investors to own the land is because they get the 4% fee at closing. So that is something I also want to make you aware of when you purchase. Be prepared to pay 4% of the purchase price for government fees. So, um that's for every property that you purchase so in Dubai.
1: Th- Dubai their government is charging a 4% tax basically. Correct for a donor deal.
2: Right, but they don't call it a tax. Yeah, but, yes. but
1: they're taxing us. Yeah, <laughs> so you much. paid
2: a 4% up front and then you never paid them anything and
1: else. you never paid them nothing now. What are the fees are associated?
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get it with buying Dubai.
2: So, you obviously have your purchase price and then you have your down payment. And then you have the 4% that I just mentioned. And if it's a developer, you're going to pay your OCUD fees, which is like an administrative fee. Uh, And that varies based on the developer. It can be either a flat fee or either a percentage of your um, project. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have service charges. So service charges are not something that come into play until the property exists, which is like your HOA. So your service charges are paid um, per square foot. So you may pay like 12 dirhams per square foot. Um, And then you pay that annually one time. And then that obviously services the buildings, the grounds, all the amenities that I've mentioned in some of these projects. And then you don't have to worry about anything Um, when you purchase a property. You have a one year warranty for any of the developer issues. So if the walls, any of those things happen, the developer will fix that for a year and then you as the resident, um, take ownership of those things inside your apartment at that time um so yeah it's pretty straightforward like
1: pretty straightforward not a lot of fees mm-mm. the barrier to entry is, is extremely re- low re- relatively low for Dubai because Dubai can get very expensive yes very very expensive.
2: very quickly so I don't want you guys to like let 300 sit in your head mm-hmm. I really am just trying to help you entry level entry level we- yeah. weasel your way into the market and get started so
1: on Let's let's get past the get started price points. Yes. Let's get to the real price point. Yes. Right. Where you really want to make some money. What is that price point? That one to three million dollars? Yes.
2: That's exactly the perfect price point for a good flip. So when it comes to one to three million dollar purchases, this is where I believe my strategy I've coined flip the floor plan comes into play. Okay. So let's talk about that. So we talked about the payment plan and how the structure works. Right. This is the beautiful part about what you can do in the Dubai real estate market that you can't do in the U.S. So when you're in the U.S., if you purchase a new construction property and you sign that contract, when you purchase that property, it's yours. You wait for it to be built. You don't even think about it. You're just waiting. You know, mm. um, in Dubai, when you see that a property can be built, you're making your payments and you're waiting. But guess what? You get to at a certain threshold resell that floor plan to a new buyer if you choose that you no longer want to make those payments. So if you have a project that is going to take four years to complete, say you buy it in 2023, it's not due until 2027. You say, Hey, I'll go ahead and put my 10% down. I'll make my payments for a year. For example, the threshold threshold on most projects is 30 to 40%. So you pay 10%, 10%, 10%. You've met the threshold. Now you can relook at the numbers and say, what are the current units going for? Do I want to resell my floor plan back to the market? So what you've now done is you've bought this paper that you can now put back on the market at a higher price and pull back out what you invested. Obviously, the best thing to do would be to wait, pay on the payment plan for a year or two years, because guess what? By that time, the project is sold out. So if the project is sold out, you still have these sales reps. They need something to sell. So if I'm a sales rep, I'm not just gonna be twiddling my fingers. I still got a family to feed. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I get to say in two years, hey, I don't want this floor plan anymore. Who do you know that w- want to buy in this project? And now you can resell that to the, pro- and to I'm the pretty, public. And, I,
1: and I'm pretty sure the sales agents they create some sort of waiting list. Exactly. And like that. Too. Absolutely. So now it gives you a, a better opportunity to yes. kind of flip your your floor plan. You
2: flip your floor plan. And so what's amazing is that that is already the culture of the developer and the investor. Four so, the, plans. yes. So, what the developer does is they price it low enough for investors to be attracted to put the down payments down, and then they allow their investors to eat on the back end. So, instead of maxing out what the property could go for, they, they leave, price it in a way they leave some room they leave some meat for on you the to, balls. they leave some meat on the bone for you as an investor to come in and you get what you want from it. And so, again, going back to it being a cash society you get to actually price what you want your unit to go for. So let's say you bought that $300,000 unit. You paid on it for two years. You see that these units are now going for $400,000. Okay, cool. I want to sell. You go back. You say, hey, I want to pay, you know, I want 405000 for my unit. You get to choose what that number is. Obviously, you wouldn't say, oh, I want 600000 whatever. But there is no oversight to say that you cannot list your property at a certain amount.
1: okay. So oh, okay. that's
2: where the gold is, because you actually get to pull out your initial investment, plus create whatever you want to make on top.
1: OK, so flipping the floor plan, that one to three million dollar price point. Yes. Now, obviously, you know, if you're going to have to put up 10 percent. Yes. Every time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that's 100K, 100K, 100K. Mm-hmm. So, you know. This is strictly for live men and women. Yeah. <laughs> not, yes. not so that's freshmen. the other
2: thing. You do not want to invest something that you can't afford to, you know, not live with. Like if or you moves. need it or lose, you know, if you need it, that's not, you don't want to find something that's going to be more affordable for you. Um,
1: and that's when you go to those $300,000. That's when you dollars, go into those. Yes. The smaller units. Yes. But also think
2: about it this way. Even if you say, I don't have a million dollars to pay for a property, but I may have, 300,000 that I want to pay for a property, you still meet that threshold to be able to flip it. And you're still at a higher price point. So you're just paying cash to like, if your end goal is literally just to put that property back on the market, you can still go for higher projects. You just have to know that I'm not going to see it through to completion.
1: Yeah. People, um, you know, new construction or pre-construction is mm-hmm. definitely, if you can get into these projects early, yes. um, you, you're going to get a good price. You're going
2: to get it. It's never going to be lower than what the first person bought it for.
1: Okay. So now let's speak about, because we was going you were going to go into like the Airbnb plays and everything mm-hmm. like that over there. Like now, is the Airbnb market the same way at over there as it is here in the United States in terms of um, just the whole process, right? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's the same because it's- the Yeah, it's a platform. Global, it's a global platform. yes, yeah, it's, it's a platform. So everything's the same. So like, how are people making a lot of money with Airbnbs over there? So
2: Dubai is the number one most uh, visited destination in the world. It literally says it in the airport, number one, most popular destination in the world. You can Google it. It is also the number one Airbnb destination in the world. Mm. So if you have the most tourists, obviously you have the most people that are looking to stay. And another thing that people need to realize is that Dubai is not heavily oil focused. They don't have oil. Their economy is not based on oil. Their economy is based on tourism. Mm. Abu Dhabi has the oil. So Dubai Focus is specifically for tourists. That's why everyone sees what they have online because that's their push: entertainment, amusement, dinners. Da 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 da. You luxury, don't see Dubai luxury, luxury lifestyle. Yeah, you know, come and see. That's why they keep building and attractions and all of those things. So when it comes to people and wanting to vacation, who doesn't have Dubai on their bucket list?
1: I've never been in Dubai.
2: But it's on your bucket list. It's
1: definitely on my bucket list. Who
2: does not, like, I've never met a person that has told me I don't want to go to Dubai. Like, I just don't want to go. They either haven't been, they've already been, or they're ready to come back.
1: So when you're doing your Airbnb plays mm-hmm. in Dubai, I, like, if I'm here in the States, mm-hmm. I would be nervous as hell, to be honest with you. Okay. Right. Because who's going to manage it? Who's going to clean
2: it? Yes. Like same all thing. These, all these things. Property management. You can still have. So even the developers now have property management arms that will manage your Airbnb, obviously for a fee. So the same way you would pay here for someone to manage your Airbnb, you can do the exact same thing. And what's but the, to think what's about Typical it, fees. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I'll be honest on what those actual fees are. Um, but what I will say is when it comes to the fear of what you're saying with the Airbnb, if you have an Airbnb in Atlanta, you probably wouldn't be afraid to invest from New York to Atlanta, right?
1: Not at all. I can get, well, let up. me ask you I this, two hours.
2: but how often are you going to come here? Oh, probably. as long as you have wow, a team, how, right? I, how I, often I, are you going to come? So when it comes to distance, right, this is what right. I want people to realize when it comes to distance, it's really an illusion because if you think about it, you're in New York. This is in Atlanta. You're never going to go and check on this property because something didn't work out. You're literally getting electronically those payments. Right. Mm-hmm. So the same amount of times you might fly to Atlanta to check on that property one or two times a year might be the same amount of times you go check on a property in Dubai one or two times a year. So it's not the distance. You know, we have to get that part out of our head because far is a flight to Dubai from Atlanta. Sixteen hours.
1: That's distance, Denise. No, it's
2: distance. But Denise, I'm saying that's no. That's distance. <laughs> that's but what far was, as hell, Denise? No, but <laughs> i what I'm. Listen to what I was saying though. As far as the concept, okay. The number of times you will frequent the actual location. But Denise, the sixteen hours. But it doesn't matter if you're going to go the same amount of times. The fear shouldn't be there because it's still the same concept. If you still get your payments the same way, if everything is flowing no, the same, I agree with that. You get yeah, what I'm if saying? I'm getting
1: money. Yeah. I'm just saying for me. Like for managing an Airbnb, that's a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? For and what I try to tell people is that you're basically running a hotel,
2: yeah, you're running a hotel. Running you got to have a team that you can you trust. You have
1: your team you can trust, you can build up your team. I mean, it's refreshing to know that mm-hmm. if I'm buying a new construction or pre construction, when that building's complete, yeah, these developers, these builders, they have kind of like everything built in. For you because again they're kidding into yeah. investors, right? Yeah. So I love that. That will ease my fear a little bit. But that mm-hmm. shit is 16 hours. I
2: get it. Girl, but I'm just saying hours. people won't even take a two 20 minute drive to a property. You know what no, I'm saying? So I'm that. just like, don't let that because things are gonna happen as they're supposed to. If it's gonna go wrong in Dubai, it's gonna go wrong in Atlanta, whatever thing. Life you're just stay, happens You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't want people to not make a decision based on that distance because I'm just like, you're not gonna actually, it's just the same reason same concept that keeps people boxed into why they won't move or relocate because they're like oh i don't want to leave my mom okay but how often do you actually go visit your mom you go visit her on the holidays so the exact same amount of times you'll visit her on the holidays is the exact same amount of times you can visit her if you live somewhere else it's all mental it's really all mental
1: it's all mental all right what, what's the cons? Because this sounds great. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's 16 hours away. It's luxurious. Yes. It's a lot of billionaires, millionaires. Mm-hmm. The most visited place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have it on our bucket list. Yes. There's no crime.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Number three safest place in the world.
1: Number three safest place in the world. I need to know the bad. Like, yes. there has to be some shit in here in Dubai. <laughs> like, what the there's fuck? There's another... Like, <laughs> where, where's, the, where's the shit? The telling us too much of the good stuff. I need to know what's there's the bad. A, okay. What are the cons?
2: Yes, there, I mean, there's cons to everything. You know, one of the things that I would say for people, especially Americans, because some of us like to... Because you've
1: been over there how long now?
2: Since last year, I moved officially, but I've been visiting back and forth since 2021. Okay. So it took me a year of going back and forth before I decided to actually relocate. Um, so... Some of the cons I would say is because it's a conservative country, you have to be patient with the way that they treat you. Um How do they treat you? So Are they racist? It's not really racism in Dubai. I feel like it's more like I feel like we're pretty much one because everybody is from everywhere. So it's like you can't just say, oh, you're this, you're that, you're from the south, you're from the north. It's like literally you're coming from Europe, from Canada, from Africa. But so it's a melting pot. I don't feel like it's racism. Classism I would say more so than, you know, than racism. But as a woman, let's address that. Let's address the elephant in the room because everybody always asks me like, you're a woman in business, how does that work? I won't say that I've never felt like, okay, I need the help of a man for business, but I will also say that because they've changed so many rules and laws and things like that, it still allows me a platform to thrive. Like, I don't feel like I can't be successful in the market because I'm a black woman or a woman in general doing business. You know, now women in, in Dubai have a lot of rights. They can move around, they can do different things. They can marry. It, it's a lot of things that have, have changed. So I appreciate that, but it's still some, you know, it's always a little leftover, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, you have to, you know, when it comes to business dealing because it's such an entrepreneurial based society they're gonna get you if they know you're not from there you're gonna pay a little bit of more than what you somebody go, you else gonna
1: pay that you're gonna tax. pay that
2: foreign tax yeah. same way if someone came over here they didn't know what was going on they would pay more um so that's one thing that you have to kind of get used to and really learn quickly like the lay of the land um the other thing as a single mother you know sometimes it can be uncomfortable with regard to getting paperwork done. So, um, and that's personal. That's not Dubai. I actually respect it. But everything is about the family. So if you're filling out anything or doing paperwork for your children, if and this is for single moms out there, if you w- are thinking about relocating to another country, you need to make sure you look at the rules surrounding that. Because the fathers have more rights to the children there than here. Mm. You know, if I take you to court in the States, you know, 90% of the time so, I'm going to yeah. get the kids. But over there, a lot of the women won't leave their husbands because husbands will get the children you know so that's different so as a single mom it took me a little bit longer to get my visa for destin because i don't have a divorce certificate or a um wedding certificate so since i was never married it was a little different for me really yeah
1: they gave you challenges for that
2: yeah because they value family right They're like they don't want all your wet lot babies over
0: here yeah, yeah. you know what
2: i'm saying yeah. and, but i respect it though you know what i'm saying it's not a bad thing It's just not something we have to deal with. It's the culture. So, you know, if you somebody who's easily offended by that type of standard, then it's going to make you feel a a, a way. But for me, I think it's beautiful. Like I went to the park and I saw all these families together. Wife, husband, mother, kids, like everybody together. And just so beautiful to just see family. Um, That was amazing. That's something that's different. Also, when it comes to recreational drugs, you know, I don't smoke. But there are a lot of people who do. If you have challenges with that. This is not the place for you.
1: What do you mean, challenges? Like if you, you like so, to. T- you can't be a head in the Absolutely
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, none of that. You're not going to be able to smoke, not at all. No edibles, no, none of that. Really? No, you Damn, can end up no in edibles? prison. Look, look, and they, they have, look, you don't want to end up in one of their prisons. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. I think that keeps people kind of away and the distance itself. You know, it is far, as you mentioned, like it's taxing to take these flights and do business back and forth. And another thing that I didn't anticipate was working two time zones. You know, when y'all are asleep, I'm awake. And when it's time for me to go to bed, y'all day is just getting started. So it's literally night and day. So anybody that's thinking about conducting business that wants to do business in the U.S. and in Dubai, anticipate that because right now I am like a walking zombie. You Know, I don't know what day of the week it is, what time of day it is, it's it all melts together.
1: I was going to ask you, how the hell are you managing this? Because you still have your agents and your yes. firm and everything here in the land. Yes,
2: I actually just partnered with another brokerage firm that I'm helping to launch in Dubai, so it's like a bigger play because now I get to manage and work with even more agents and grow my company globally. Um, so that's that's a huge win for me. Uh, we just launched in Dubai in December, uh, and then. Uh, what else? What did you just ask me? I had um, lose a managing, loser.
1: Managing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just ma-
2: managing both. Managing both is definitely difficult, but that's why I also took a year. You know what I'm saying? To plan and prepare, uh, prepare and automate. So you have to have automations and you have to have people that you can trust. Like I have my mini me here on the ground mm-hmm. that handles like my personal clients while I'm away. So <laughs> making sure that you're able to manage expectations with clients and being able to pitch that, right? Because real estate is a very emotional thing. People want to feel like you're connected to them. They want you to show up at the property. They want you to be at their closing. So I'm happy and grateful that I have proof of concept and I have skill that where it's just like, I built a brand to where people, they just adjust and they're Hmm. like, all right, cool. I still want to work with you anyway, but you have to have a certain posture about yourself to really push that through and to be able to close and sell in both markets. Hmm. Mm -hmm. walking zombie walking zombie so when do you sleep i honestly don't have a sleep schedule it's really kind of like when my body needs it like i'll go to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon sometimes i'll sleep from like two to four hop back up or you know i'll be up at 3 a.m and i'll be working until seven and then i'll go to bed like it really has been random and i've allowed it to just kind of be that way because i told myself that i'm giving myself a 12 month commitment to do whatever it takes and so because I've made that commitment to myself, it's just like sleep, no sleep, you know, friends, no friends, money, no money. This is the commitment. Do what's required.
1: The first black-owned real yes. estate firm in Dubai history.
2: Yes, historic history can we drop some fire in drop the comments some drop some comments and fire in the comments for that i am the first black woman to open an independent real estate firm Talk in Kevin dubai right go ahead listen listen listen
1: go off let me you, tell you, you, look, you look <laughs> oh, like let you me look at let me look you look like you're ready to go off go
2: ahead Denise. Are my down. <laughs> 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 i am the first black woman to open an independent real estate firm in dubai so that to me is a huge historic accomplishment you know what i'm saying and so i've had my company for over a year now i just didn't announce it to the world and now i recently made the merger but even before this huge company got to dubai i got there first so i was able to even actually give them input onto how they were able to bring and come to the market so it's been an amazing journey
1: the first black owned real estate firm in dubai
2: Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And so it's so amazing. Like even when I'm networking and I'm meeting people and they're like, what do you do? They're like, oh, wow, you're American and you do real estate. It's not really a big thing. Are there black people over there? There are black people there, but mostly African. Okay. So um, Americans, you'll see if I see Americans, it's typically because they're tourists. They're visiting or they're at a hotel or something like that, um, that I'll run into them. But there aren't many that live. There are some. Like, and we kind of have our old crew. Like, we all know each other, you know what I'm saying, type of thing. But they're not in the real estate space. They're just
1: in different spaces. They're in
2: different arenas, So, yeah. how, how
1: has this adjustment been for your son?
2: Oh, that's a great question. My baby. So, let me tell you what happened this morning. Okay. Let me tell you how much of an adjustment it is for him. He calls me. And, and he's he says there right now. He's there right now with my mother. Shout out to my mom. I love you. Thank you for supporting my dream. She's, uh, she She's in there? Dubai. She flew over so that I can be in the U.S. Dope yes so right. she supports me like no other you know um and so she's there with him but she's actually out running the streets i don't know what she's doing he said <laughs> she she's not asking yes <laughs> she he's like she's not answering the phone
1: i'm like i can't this- <laughs> can but- look but your
2: son 14 i'll be back <laughs> yeah so she <laughs> he calls me he's like hey mom like hey destin what's up he's like um me mom's not answering the phone so i'm just letting you know i'm about to head out Hold on. Wait, Flag on the play. You're just calling me to let me know you're going to head out. Am I not the parent and you're the child? He's wow. like, I, I just wanted to let you know. I said, Destin, no, you need to ask me if you can leave and go out. One, I need to know where you're going, who you're going to be with, how long you plan to be gone. Like, Respect me, right? And let's, let's start this conversation over. And so then he tells me, but the reason he's so comfortable is because they are able to actually be teenagers. He takes taxis to go get haircuts. He goes to school in a taxi. If he need, if he misses the bus, he'll call it. You know what I'm saying? He rides, and that that's normal. You'll be driving down the street, and you'll see teens in the backs of taxis. It's normal. They get to move around. And so he'll be out, you know, sometimes even 10 o'clock at night, walking with his friends in different areas in the marina because it's like, restaurants and the malls. So the mall stay open till like midnight. Mm. So he'll go to the movies with his friends and I have peace of mind. It's absolutely no way he can make that call if we were in Atlanta. Mm. Like I'm not going to put you in an Uber, a taxi. I'm not even putting you with a friend I've known for two years. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's a different level of trust. And so, so, so he's adjusting pretty well. He loves it. And when it comes to girls, because he's so unique and they love his accent and his hair, you know, they're like, he has the coolest hair in school. And he's like, well, so many girls like me. I don't know which one to choose.
1: <laughs> Yo, shout out to Lil Homie right now. Wait, hold on. I, I'm just thinking about this. As like a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. You, you in Dubai living now. He's living. He's living the life. But I tell you, living... <laughs> Going through puberty the right way. But it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> dope, though, because you yeah. set this guy up.
2: I've set him up. To
1: be, like, just this international businessman, yes. playboy, whatever you yes. want to be in His life. His best
2: friend is Chinese. You That's know what, what I'm saying? saying. And I, it's beautiful. I said, stay close to him. You're going to be the president. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <He's, laughs> you stay pro. close to him. You know, and so I'm just, like, for him to be able to grow up with it, because I never grew up with a diverse group of friends. You know what I'm saying? Even as adults, even as business owners, we tend to only have business with our race, yeah. you know, and I was getting tired of that. I love my people, obviously, but I want a melting pot of business because you're going to hit a certain threshold no matter what your race is. If you don't learn how to intermingle and coexist and do international business, you're going to put a cap on your success. And I just am not about capping anyway and <laughs>
1: about capping in <laughs> any way international business mm-hmm. i think that's key yes. um, being global and that's something that we speak about all the time i am now an international speaker right because i speak internationally i've spoken yes. in london you know on two different occasions like i love I, that I'm international now um, yes and it's it's beautiful when you're out of, out, out of a country and mm-hmm. people are tapped into what you're doing it's a beautiful and now thing it, i'm seeing like the opportunities now are being opened up to us in Canada and, yes. and London and various other um, so places. So proud of you guys. It's so dope. So when you just said that, it just made me think about what we're doing on yes. our own. So it's like, nah, she's 100% right. Yes. Like we can't. And, I, and one thing, and this is why I love your story mm-hmm. of everything. This is why I really wanted to have you on the show is because as licensed real estate professionals, mm-hmm. we often think neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah zip code to zip code
2: absolutely we don't even
1: think the whole state no right let no alone, not at all let alone the whole country yes because how we are taught in mm-hmm. this business is you need to farm your local areas yes. farm be the best thing you can for this neighborhood yes. this neighborhood that neighborhood mm-hmm. and even as a mortgage professional they've really tried to hone us down as being like this one yep. trick pony yes and what i have done what i love is With content and with doing podcasts and traveling and doing shows, I'm like people like, what's your market? The world. The world. The world is my market. Absolutely. I can't lend outside of the United States of America, but it's still my market. Absolutely. I'm gonna figure out how to make some money out here. Currencies and different different currencies. currencies. I think I'm gonna name this episode. (laughs) Currency and different currencies, right? But I love what you're doing from a licensed real estate professional because you, you like you said, you didn't have no cap.
2: Mm -mm. You know, sky
1: wasn't the limit, it's the view. Yes. And you are breaking down barriers for our community Yes, that's going to be in the history books, I believe. Yes,
2: thank you. Claim it. I don't.
1: See anyone doing something like this, mm-hmm. and it got it takes you. it takes big balls to do. It something does like this. absolutely up, to move your and whole life
2: to move my entire life. And initially, it was my family, but it didn't end up working out. But they'll they'll be back. But um, you know, moving my son and doing this, and and to do it as a single woman, like mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing. And I want to just say this to women: don't always think that your success has to be tied to partnership. Like sometimes we wait for the right person. Like then I'll make this move. In terms of your man. Yeah. In terms of your man. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, okay, well we'll do this together. We'll be a power team or a power couple. Like that part will come, but you can't pause for that. And so for me, it was just like, you know, I was scared because I'm like, I'm going over there with no covering. You know what I'm saying? With no protection. Like if something happens, who I'm going to call? We always we all want to call it a big bad wolf. You know, it's a good feeling to have that. But to go to an entirely different country on a different continent by myself with my son, it was a huge, huge move um, for me. But I think it was necessary because it's like if I don't do it, then who and somebody else might see the opportunity. And then like I'll be the one, you know, punching the air like I should have did it when I saw it. And so I'm like, the worst thing that can happen is that I decide to move back to the U.S. If I, you know, if I don't like it, then I can come back. But why not try it? And so some women I've seen, like when I made the announcement or comments or just jokes have been made, it's like, oh, you must have found, you know, what I'm saying a shake out there or some prince must have got, you No, it is vision, opportunity, vision and hard work and execution. Those are the reasons I'm in Dubai. And so people need to know that and respect that. Because it's not about someone always having to write the check or pave the way for you or give you the opportunity. Figure it out and make decisions on your own and everything else will come.
1: Whew. Try some gems on <laughs> <for the newest laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, how can realtors mm-hmm. here in America do business with you
2: mm-hmm. in Dubai? Absolutely. That's a great question. So the company that I've joined is EXP. Mm-hmm. which is a global company. So it is located in all 50 States as well as 23 other countries. Dubai is now the 24th, which I'm hoping helping to launch. Um, so as a real estate professional, you can join my team in any of those States or countries. You can literally go on the website and see where they're located in other countries. Um, and then you can click the link in my bio on Instagram, go to my website. It is literally a link there that you can um, connect so with on me and, my team. and the website. So my IG is Denise, the broker, Um, make sure you, you like, follow and subscribe to all of my platforms on social media, YouTube. Um, I'm about to relaunch my YouTube, so I'm really excited about that. Um. And I need to get a Twitter. I do not have a Twitter.
1: You need a Twitter. But I have, LinkedIn,
2: have a LinkedIn, all of those things. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Denise the Broker, all platforms. Okay. Um, so I would love to connect with you guys. Tap in. You know, this is huge. Now, I will also give you guys this prerequisite because so many people hit me up about doing business in Dubai. You cannot sell real estate in Dubai without residency. So you have to have residency in order to transact. But there is a referral that can go back and forth in order to still conduct business, refer business, and still make money from Dubai.
1: So you can pay them a referral fee?
2: I can pay you a referral fee if you don't have residency established. What type of commissions they make in Dubai? Oh, look. I love the commissions. Man. Yeah. So uh, for new construction projects mm-hmm. that I just mentioned, you can make between 5 to 10% commissions.
1: What? <laughs> 10%?
2: Some of the projects will pay you up to 10%. Wow. So So um, do they pay now? complete?
1: Or when you no when do they pay?
2: They pay after a certain number of payments are made. Okay. And so, you know, it and that depends from developer to developer. It's typically around twenty percent. So once twenty percent threshold, my company can invoice for a commission.
1: Mm, so as a broker, you get as many in contract. Mm-hmm. And then months down, then away, months down the road. It's yes, like so a residual there is play. it's
2: a residual play, you know. And when it hits, it hits. So that's why you have to really. And Then
1: you don't pay no income taxes.
2: No, now if I now because I have a U.S. passport, I was about to ask that Because I have a U.S. passport, if I bring the money back, then I can be taxed by the U.S. The U.S. might tax me, but the, Dubai does so not. So your
1: tax play me. is Just keep all your money in Dubai banks.
2: Listen, now we need another. We got to turn the cameras off for you. my <laughs> play. <laughs> Yo. No, you, you get in my business, and I don't okay. like that. <laughs> <laughs> look, MG, I love you, but look now. <laughs> Yo, you gonna be (laughs) joining? Shout out to Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about why so many people are relocating there. so many different people from every country that are coming there to move money around
1: (laughs) legally. Legally, very important. Very important. Legally is very important.
2: That's the only way I do business.
1: All right. Any any final words? Any parting words before you know? Because I know you got a busy schedule. Yes, you're, you're not here for. A long time, <laughs> just in a Atlanta. good time, just and this was good a good time. This was definitely a good this time. This was a good
2: time. Last words, I'll just go back to what you were saying, and I'm so proud of you and EYL. Shout out to EYL uh, for just what you've been able to grow and establish. Like when we met, it was like still, you know, episode. I
1: remember that gathering spot. You back a memory. I think yes. my, my boy, that was with me. Yes. My boy Phil. Yes, you know, shout Phil. Out to my Phil.
2: Oh, Phil. I hope he's doing great. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's, he's doing amazing. Great. I see him on Instagram all the time. Yeah, I'm going to research him um, on. Tell her I should come. should come. I would love to come. What yeah. time?
1: Uh, eleven o'clock, sir. I'll come. Start. I'll text you the Yeah,
2: yeah, right. I'll definitely come. Um, final words. Just when it comes to thinking bigger, I want to end with my mantra. That's been like Go my ahead. mantra for the year. I want you guys to say this to yourselves, and I want you to drop it in the chat. Um, it is. I am not a local brand. I am a global brand. Let me say it again. I am not a local brand. I am a global brands. And I want everybody to take that to heart because when it comes to your business and when it comes to making money and we're out here trying to strive for generational wealth, you have to understand that when one currency goes down, another one can be going up. And if we don't diversify ourselves when it comes to the money, then we're going to also be at risk. So you can still make a whole bunch of money in one currency, but what happens if the U.S. dollar is gone? Then guess what? You back to step one. So I'm happy to have seen kind of some of the things coming. And I was just like, you know what? I want to be ahead of that because I don't want to be caught off guard. I have a whole child to feed. And so it's important to look at things globally. Don't start a business if it can't grow to be a global brand.
1: I am not a, I am not a local brand. brand.
2: I am a global brand. I am a
1: global brand. I'm gonna start saying that. To you.
2: <laughs> Say it to I, yourself I am every am not day. A
1: local brand. I am a I am global, a global brand. brand. International MG. Yes, yes. I'm gonna put it Denise. on a shirt You should definitely put that on somewhere. Yes. This was fly. This was thank a great you. Episode. thank you. Thank you so much. It.
2: I appreciate you.
1: No, I'm so proud of you. Thank like, you. This is incredible. I told you when you was on my Women's Summit. You was going crazy. At you. I said, <laughs> Denise got something to say.
2: I got something to like, say to the got, world. She
1: got something to say. Like, mm-hmm. yo. Da, da, da. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Denise,
2: talk your talk. Yeah. Like, all right.
1: But no, nah, this is um the first black-owned, female black-owned at that. Day. Yes. Real estate firm in Dubai. Denise Williams, a.k.a. Denise the Broker. Thank, Thank you. you for coming to the show. Make sure Thank you guys you. tap in with Denise. Thank you so much. Go to Dubai. Oh, hold on. You got an event in Dubai. We oh. do.
2: How are you going to rap yeah, without talking was, about again, the let's event? talk about the
1: event. Talk about it real quick.
2: So, Invest Dubai 2023 mm-hmm. is going to be held in November, from November 29th through December 3rd in Dubai. The soft itinerary of the event is to come to Dubai. We're going to have a welcome networking event slash dinner Then we're going to have a seminar where I'm going to talk to you guys about the real estate market, have some locals there, have, you're going to meet my contact base. You're going to meet some of the local developers there. You're going to meet some of my sales rep, and then we're going to go actually out and tour the properties. So you're going to be able to see touch and feel the real estate in Dubai for yourself. You're going to be able to see those payment plans and the structures and have the opportunity to literally invest live. So if you want to walk away as an international investor, by the end of that weekend, you will have that documentation. So I'm positioning it for people to literally walk away with that opportunity. And even if you don't walk away purchasing anything, you walk away with the knowledge so that in the future you can come back and you can invest. And so it's a beautiful event. I'm super excited to be in partnership with you and bringing this to, the, to life. And How this. do you feel? Are you excited?
1: Look, I'm excited about this. So, Like I said, I've never been to Dubai. Yes. And that's going to be my first time in yes. Dubai. And um, I'm there to learn. Yes, as as well. So I want to learn. I want to see everything. I want to learn everything. I want to speak to the mortgage people over there. Yes, because I want to set up a pipeline. Let's do it. Like I want to set up. It's time. Like why not get these referrals? You said currencies are different currencies. Yes, like I want euros. I want what's their money called? Dirhams. I want dirhams. I want euros. I want dollars. We want everything. Everything, man. Yes, because every penny counts.
2: And bricks is not coming to play. Oh, But that's a whole nother thing. But go to the website, investdubai2023.com. Investdubai2023.com. That is how you secure your seat. Um, That's how you register. That's how you get more details. So we are looking forward to seeing you in Dubai. Let's Let's come
1: to Dubai. Yes. End of this year. Go to the website. Tap in with Denise. Yes. Incredible episode. Throw some fire in the chat for my girl, Denise Williams, a.k.a. the first put some
2: respect on my name
1: to own a real estate firm in dubai <laughs> put some respect on her name god damn it all right let's go y'all let's right, go th- thanks for tuning in today we appreciate y'all make sure y'all go over to apple and spotify wherever you listen to pods and you know download leave a five-star review let's make and Gems the number one real estate show in yes. the world not just in the black and brown community let's in make it world. in the world all global right, Global, baby. Matt Garland here. NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. Peace.
0: Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.